Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety, the next step in recovery. How's it going, Tom? Good morning. I haven't talked all morning. Now I'm realizing I'm kind of, I have a kind of a scratchy voice. It, it kind of adds to your sexy. vibe. Kind of, yeah, sexy. Sexy, I think it's sexy. Um, <laughs> more of like a Clint Eastwood scratchy than a Scarlett Johansson scratchy. Oh, that's good. That's, a, that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> talking to ourselves is a part of our, our being healthy. It's okay if you talk to yourself just so you don't answer back. You know, well, it truly is a game changer, you know, to realize yeah. that there is a conversation that's unfolding and that you can kind of parse the different voices and, um, you know, whatever uh, name we give to it, you know, you have the intrapersonal. Um, Alan's version is sort of the uh, the differentiation, right? Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where our, our, our you know, if they're puzzle pieces, that's where we fit our stuff kind of fits together. Cause I, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've just used the term separation a lot. I use, I call it the separation method when I'm working with clients, but it's, it is, it is the same thing as differentiation. And, uh, you know, Alan, Alan went, Alan went to more school. He showed up for class much more than I did. So he has, <laughs> he has better words for things sometimes. Uh, it's, I always, I always tell people like I was still drinking during college in, in grad school. So Alan, Alan was, Alan was, was sober and serious about his business when he was there. So, so well, I, I depend I, on him for language a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, me too. And, um, I, you know, I was in my twenties. I mean, I, you know, I got my bachelor's degree at a certain point and, uh, you know, I was working jobs and, um, and yet I was completely driven by the voices and I didn't have a sense of like uh, autonomy, I suppose, from like whatever my impulses were. Very little like emotional intelligence, for back, lack of a better term. Right, and I, right. I read that Eckhart Tolle quote: "You know, you are not your voices in your head. The voices right, in your head, right, you're the one right. listening to the voices in your head." And that was right. kind of the beginning and, of, and, yeah. And responding, it's like I mean that, that's the thing. The the you know one one of the one of the things we you know what I say about that little ex expression is okay if you talk to yourself just so you don't answer back. What we do here, you know, because this is such a part of emotional sobriety, is we 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 help people answer back. And sometimes we actually just what we you know what our what our parents used to call or the teachers uh, used to call uh, back talk. You know, it's like, no, don't, you don't just let because that's what's happening a lot of times uh, before you get into this stuff and understand you said you said lack of autonomy, but it's also lack of identity. Because the idea when if, if I, you know, I talk about my should monster, we can, you know, all of these are the, the general term form to me is is, is our, our uh, saboteurs, but my addiction is one of those, the self self condemnation is one. It's like, so we have these guys and they're so loud and they're, and they, 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 when they're there, they talk nonstop. So it really, it really is a lot of times we don't even, we have not even had the experience of identifying who we are in that. I always tell people, if you doubt the power of affirmation, consider the most negative thought you have about yourself and tell me how well affirmations work. You know, it's because and it's and it's because they're on an endless loop tape. This is one of the reasons that, that affirmations like when the when the suggestion is, um, you know, I'll get up every morning and say this to yourself in the mirror 10 times, you know, I go like 10 times compared to what? I mean, to, to, to compared to constantly. So you're not going to, you know, I mean, basic basically we're trying we're trying to make a shift to a different way of thinking and in order to do that we have to, we have to set the ball rolling so that that we do first of all discover 
who we are in this in this dialogue and that, first of all that it's a dialogue and then then who we are and then we then we can begin to 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 basically reinforce the 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 differentiation it's like it's uh, it's, it's not hard to get the concept but what I want what I want us to work on today is is say okay let's talk a little bit more about how you how you translate that to practice and 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 do that and i i showed you the thing a little bit before we started for us to do a little little dramatization here this is something i use in my workshops and there's two parts of it and i'm and i without without explaining it all and we'll talk about it on, on the back end but i'm going to just just start with this is that okay with you right and before we go i just wanted to uh clarify something which is that um locating the eye amidst the committee amidst the projections you know, um, and that's a fundamental of emotional sobriety, right? Is kind of amidst yeah, the depend amidst the dependencies, right. figuring out where the eye is. Consider the following cognitive monologue. I am afraid. I am weak for being afraid. I am a chicken. It's normal to be afraid. Being afraid doesn't make me a chicken. I am weak and definitely a chicken. I am confused. I am weak. I am not that abnormal. I am normal. I am the furthest thing from normal. I am pitiful. Besides being weak, I am crazy. Just listen to my thoughts. I think I'm okay. No real problem here. I'm the poster child for problem. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. Weak, no problem. And what I ask in my workshop for people is this, does any of this sound seem normal to you? You know, are you tracking it? And most, I get a lot of nodding heads and go like, yeah, this is, because this is a very confusing, confusing uh, uh, presentation. So what we're going to do before we actually explain what this is about is we're just simply going to, to, I'm going to take this same thing and with the very same words, we're going to translate this monologue into a dialogue. And you and I are going to play that out. Uh, you're going to you're going to play uh, me, I guess, in, in this or my, the main character, and I'm going to play the bully. Sounds good. I, I like being right. the main character. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid. You're weak for being afraid. You are a chicken. It is normal to be afraid, and being afraid does not make me a chicken. Nope, you are weak and definitely a chicken. This confuses me. Sure you're confused, because you're weak. I don't think this is unusual. I'm not that abnormal. In fact, what I am experiencing is normal. <laughs> you're the furthest thing from normal. You're pitiful. Besides, besides being weak, you're crazy. Just listen to your crazy thinking. No, I think I'm okay. These crazy thoughts are just you insulting me. No real problem here. No problem. You're the poster child for problems. I'm pretty sure that I'm fine. Weakling. No, I don't think so. And scene. Almost word for word, that is the exact same script I read in the beginning as a monologue. And so what we've done here is what we do in, in the process when we're helping people differentiate and and uh, and 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 understand the difference between the i like you're saying the, the authentic self and the these uh me messages that are actually we say they're parts of ourselves but but a lot of these these like like addiction um these the self-hatred those kinds of things they're they, we do ex we do ex ex deal with them like they're parts of ourselves but they're really just really programs these are metaphors for programs that just run they you know we know that they're not actual parts of our authentic self because they, they don't change over time one of the things we you know i say to people all the time is that you know when you know because people will come and they want to get rid of whatever they're seeking help for i want to get rid of my eating disorder i want to get rid of my alcoholism i want to get rid of my self-hatred bad news and good news the the bad news is we can't get rid of it the good news is we don't have to take the i pronoun away from the in this case the bully 
uh, is the way I've written this one, and and, uh, and, and own it for ourselves, and, and and just stand in as you did in that, and you did a great job, I think, of, of doing it, which is you you know you did not change me in that 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 short play. But you just stood your ground. This is a, this is a perfect example of what we, we refer to as. I've heard Alan say it. I think there's actually a th- piece in my my first book, uh, uh, Simple Truth, that that says this: when when you when we stand against others, we lose. When we stand for ourselves, we win. And and so that this is a great example of that principle happening intrapersonally. You just stood your ground. You just held it. Now the truth is, if if we if, if we were doing therapy and you you were able to do that, and I was and I might say, how did that feel for you? You might say, fake it. I was faking it till you make it. You know, it's like like I was hard as hell to hold the position because he just kept coming at me no matter what. But what you know, what I will ask people is, but is that is that is that characteristic of what this is? Because basically, and even, and I think this is an important part of I've been t- dealing with one client uh, who's discovering this right now is a little bit of darker before the dawn. Because when we start to differentiate, and we're able to see to feel who we are, and and be able to stand up and and uh, to this and stand up for ourselves, it's like. The culprits, they may they may fade away just for a short time, but it's almost like they they go away, reinforce their their techniques, and come back. And so, I, what I want people to know is 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 as as weird as it might sound to somebody who's who's not been into some of this experience so far, is you know these these guys do not go quietly into the night. You got, they're going to push back. And one of the things I want people to know is when they, when you start feeling them push back, you're, you're going to have it there. There's going to be a message in there and it's going to come from that culprit that says, says it's, it's feeling worse to you or it's feeling stronger to you because you're not doing it right. It's like, that's not true. That's, that's, that's where that culprit, that, that uh, saboteur is, is getting in your head in a, in a new place. The truth is when they, when they push back, I tell people, I tell my clients, that's that's actually a, 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 maybe a strange way to do it, but that's a compliment. That means that means you're you're actually making an impact. You know, right. Again, there's we're a not going to change them. There's but a point they, of resistance. They, they, yeah, they they object. What they object they object to differentiation. You know, they 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 want that I pronoun. They want they they want to just possess us. And what we do is we take possession and turn it into relationship. And, and so when we see our, when we can see ourselves in relationship, we, we, we're in a place where we, well, back where we started at the outset of the podcast, then we're back in a place where we can translate uh, this, this concept to practice, because it's going to have to do with getting centered, working, practice, being centered in your authentic self living your day as much as you can, you know, in, 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 from that place, not losing your place, not, not uh, slipping back over into the, to the possession or being possessed by the, by the negative voices. And, you know, and, and it takes time. You go back and forth for a while, but it's like, uh, as, as we practice that every single day, um, like anything else, like, like practicing the piano, it's like, you're going to get better at it. Yeah, a couple of things that emerge for me is, you know, standing our ground and looking at kind of like the the principle of emotional sobriety as uh, as that essentially, right? Which is that like um, yeah. the 
the validation that we seek from others or the points of resistance that we meet with the voices of our own head. You know, we're trying to, you know, first locate that authentic self and then um, try to, through behavior, just try to hold on to that. And it would require, I mean, maybe the most important thing is patience as we move through this process, right? And um, pay, pay, uh, specifically, we'll want the, some of us are pretty patient people, but we're not generally patient people with ourselves. And that, and that, and I think I have a feeling that's what you were referring to is patience with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, as far as, um, you know, you mentioned a client who, uh, where things are going to get darker before the dawn comes. Mm -hmm. And there were a few days of, of work that I had this week where um, my mind was just like a nest of racing uh, arguments uh, mm -hmm. between the different voices of the committee. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to just kind of wait it out. Like it did not, I, I did not feel like I was in a place I, I was in a place where I was uh, standing my ground very effectively or that like mm -hmm. I was like, I was doing a good job of like finding the me in the middle mm -hmm. of all of the uh, the naysayers. But like okay. um, but I guess like what, what one uh, benefit that I do have from, you know, doing this work and kind of being like at least like being aware of this stuff and kind of like trying to in engage with it fairly regularly, even if I'm not doing the best job of it, is that like. You know, as that I'm aware it's a process, you know, I'm not expecting for the light switch to flip on and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. everything changes. I, there's a lot of waiting it out and, um, you know, uh, and a lot and I at least recognize, I think, when some kind of like destructive um, inner voices come up that um, they are projections. You know, I, I still I, I may may maybe I believe them about like 65 percent on a bad day, mm -hmm. and, but it used to be 100 percent. So yeah. that's progress. Right. Right. And that's and that's that uh, that's uh, that's that that 40 percent is is the authentic self uh, taking root. You know, it's like, you know, and because we're not create and this is important, I think we're not creating the authentic self. We're just we're, dis we're we're discovering it. We're helping we're helping you feel that because your authentic self is, is very much a part it's also multiple in, in nature. But it's it's like it's very much a part of the, the view that has been feeling you know, the, it's the feeling part of this. It's, it's like, how, how bad do you feel? You know, a lot of times when people say, how are you feeling? I mean, there's a, 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 a feeling check. Some people will say discouraged a lot. And it's like, like, and what I, you know, and it's very important information because people with this, in this process become discouraged quite easily. And, you know, what I know is this discouragement is the path that leads to hopelessness. So if I, if I'm, if I'm your, your saboteur, if I'm there to, to take you down, that's the, that's the most, that's the most important thing I, I'm working on. I'm trying to discourage you. But I also let people know that discouragement itself is not a feeling. It's 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 a it's 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 kind of a conglomeration of things. But it's but it's it's a condition. It's a feeling. It's a, it's a feeling. But it's also a thought process that that where we're buying into the idea that things things that we need or things that we 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 want to be able to do are not possible. So, so that the idea, you know, the motivation checklist thing that I have is the first, first three motivation uh, ingredients are dissatisfaction, which, you know, most of us have plenty of that. And uh, the second one is desire to change, uh, which is, which, which seems like it would be a natural thing, but we, you, as, as, as alcohol and drug addicts, you and I know that we've had plenty of dissatisfaction and not enough desire to change 
in the, in the, sure. in the, in the, the years leading up to our recovery. And, and so, but when you have that desire to change, then the, the third, the third part is willingness to, uh, no, it's not willingness. It's, it's belief that it's possible. And so if, if I'm your, if I'm your, um, if I'm, if I'm your saboteur, if I'm your, your version of my should monster, then I, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to convince you that you are, a, you, you're unique. This is that negative arrogance we, we often talk about. Uh, you're unique. You, you, other people may be, may be able to do this recovery thing, but not you. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 there's almost this intimate connection that most of these uh, these saboteurs have, which is sort of like, like, look, Patrick, you and I know that you're not going to be able to pull this off. You know, and think about that. It's a great it's a great sales technique. If you go, you know, go to to, to sales training, you'll learn that it's like you 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 bring that person into your assumption, and it's almost like we're buddy buddy. It's like you and I both know. You know, and so we were sitting there going, you're sitting there. It's easy to go like, oh yeah, good point. It's like, and so, so the discouragement is there and that's where, and that's where very often we need to come back in and basically reestablish the differentiation. Uh, because as you said at, at the outset to, because finding, finding our way to, 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 to set our, set our feet down solidly, plant roots in the ground and, and be that authentic self is where the recovery comes from. Can I bounce something off you? Mm-hmm. Um, I, while we were, uh, discussing this, this morning, uh, I came up with the title for this episode as uh, the decision maker. I am at a point in my emotional sobriety journey where I struggle with passivity, or I um, standing up for myself without standing against another, mm-hmm. which is something mm-hmm. that comes up a lot in a Thursday meeting. It's very important because, like you know, to be a, in, in a frame of emotional sobriety or of differentiation, like I can get to the point where I'm not uh, explosively. Um, you know, trying to dominate and control, you know, on a good day, you know, everything around me. But um, maybe I'm also kind of struggling to find the words to articulate, you know what I mean? Like the the flip mm-hmm. side of that. And um, and I think that's another part of, you know, the, the authentic self is like, you you know, you find him. Well, how do you give give him voice? It's a little bit like an atrophied muscle. You know that it's there. It has all the potential. All it's it's completely that authentic self is ready ready to go, but we haven't been using it. You know, we we didn't. You know, we haven't even necessarily known it was there. Uh, you know, and we so we we need to start doing that. One of the things you know because we uh, so one of the things I would say is is this is a place where we bring something into action. Is I think and and I and even if you're not naturally a journaler or a writer, I really do encourage people to do some writing on the front end of this stuff because it really does it really does help. And and uh, you know and and you know no, there, I'm sure there's exceptions to that rule, but but there are a lot lot a lot of people who say, oh, I don't like to do that. Don't, I don't want to do that. Go like, well, give it a try for a little while. Not, we're not trying to turn everybody into a writer, uh, but you need you need to begin to do exactly what you said. You need to be the author of your own script here so a lot of times it just starts you know because i mean i have people write down the messages from these negative folks all the time in their head 
but but it's 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 not because we're going to change them. It's just so you can recognize the difference. So that you know, so that if you know, the very beginning in my early earliest recovery, you know, so I needed to know when that that, that it was the alcoholism talking and not me. Uh, and you know, and later in terms of in terms of self condemnation, I needed to know when it was that should monster, not me. And uh, because even though for people on the outside looking in, we can usually identify those things for other people pretty easily but it's uh you know sometimes I'll, I'll put my hand right up against my my face and and ask the question who who between us both who, who can describe my hand the best you know we're too close and uh so yeah so so for and i appreciate what you're saying too about the fact that after you're in recovery and you in the early part of the recovery a lot of the blatant stuff is kind of resolved you know, it doesn't mean it can't come back, but it's like, you're not, you know, you're not being, you know, you're not being the, the asshole you could have been. And you have been in the past. You're not, you're not, you're, you're no longer completely ignorant of what you're doing. You you're definitely buying into the, under this part of the program that, that says, I want to be responsible for myself. And that means take care of myself. But it also means, you know, being responsible to other people. What sort of a guiding central principle you want your authentic voice to live by the person that I see most uh, every day that I have the most uh, FaceTime with is, mm -hmm. you know, my partner, my girlfriend mm -hmm. lives with me. I want to give her what she, everything that she wants. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes uh, our uh, interests butt up against each other. And um, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know, I've always, every relationship I've ever had, there's been a, str a struggle to lose myself. Um, and, mm -hmm. and like you said, you know, physical sobriety and just kind of like, putting yourself mm -hmm. in the race where you're actually like conscious enough to like, to look at it and to make better, clearer choices. I've done that work, but I mm -hmm. think I I'm just at the kind of outset of like the, the game of like stick to my point of view, articulate my point of view um, and without as much fear about how it's going to be received. And, and mind you, this isn't a, I'm me trying to give myself a license to be a prick. <laughs> it's just like, how do right, I, right. Uh, you know, uh, how can I just be, uh, be more transparent about, you know, my point of view when it comes to like a rash of, you know, right. uh, of things that like where conflict can emerge because we just, we're two different people who look at the world in different ways. And um, those aren't always going to congrue. What you said about your history would mean that, that and correct me if I'm wrong, but, but would mean that one of the, the, the fears that you have moving into a relationship in which there's intimacy and closeness is you are, because you have in the past lost yourself, you're afraid of losing yourself. So, which, which can, which sets up a defense that basically when it's, when it's not, you know, when it's not moderated, it you know it it does it does put us into old behaviors you know because it, and 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 you know and, and our and our our partners may not appreciate that at the time but the truth is it's it's that's not just being motivated by being a prick that's that's you know that's a that's a genuine fear that you have now it's now it's not it's not her responsibility you know it's your responsibility and and that's what you're trying to find but i i because uh because i i grew up i, I grew up with a with a dad that basically you know, just handed his, his self and, you know, and soul over to my mom. So, you know, I, I grew up watching, watching somebody give themselves away like that. So I had a, a lot of fears about that. And, and as a result, um, it was really hard for me to, and I think this is kind of what you're describing is hard for me to just to stay in that place where I'm being, I'm being 
quieter, more empathic, uh, uh, just listening and and even even letting letting somebody else kind of lead the way, because it was it was like the voice would go like, uh, uh-uh, you you know you're you're being you're being, uh, being like the, what we just read, you're being weak. Sure. Well, that that gives me hope because I mean, obviously, you've been you know doing this very like wonderful marriage for years. You know, I'm not without its uh, complexity and challenge, of course. But mm-hmm. like, um, you know, uh, with that kind of baggage, for lack of a better yeah, term, yeah. And and the fear, you know, like I, my parents have a terrible relationship, mm-hmm. and I talk to my mom almost every day, and uh, the kind of specter of like I will do not want to be them is like hanging yeah. over, you know, every uh, interaction I have with my girlfriend. And I try to tell her that just be open about it and just be like, look, this yeah. is like, these are the models that I, I grew up with and you've seen them and it's fucking terrible. And so I, I that I, I, I'm hoping if I can bring that out into the light, then, you know, yeah. I can maybe do something more productive with it than just. Well, be afraid it, of it. You're, yeah. A lot of people use this internally and you know, what you're doing is you're actually in, in, including including her in in the in this part. To me, as long as we understand that whatever we got from our parents is there. I mean, the danger is di- denying it, thinking that because we didn't like it, we we had a, we we had the ability to block it out. You know, it's like no, there. You know, um, I heard uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, writers and authors, uh, uh, Sheldon Cop, who was a, a psychotherapist who wrote. Uh, one of the, one of his books was if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. And, uh, and the other one was just called back to one, but I heard him speak one time and, and he, he delivered this line in such a beautiful way. He said, he, he said, um, for, for all of you who fear that your parents are, are inside you, he says, relax. They are, you know, and ever, and, ever since you shared that with me, I I've, I've definitely like, I think of that now, you know, that yeah. like, well, Hey, yeah. the fix is in. <laughs> well, you can, you can imagine the the response from the audience when, when, when Sheldon Cobb said that was, was it was just this, this, we had this, this unanimous groan. Oh, you know, it's like, it was, but you know, the, the, the point he's making, and this is the point, this is definitely an emotional sobriety uh, uh, tenant it, is the idea that, that we, we have, one of you know we don't we don't get to control much but we control ourselves and it's not just how we respond to other people but that's important but we also get to respond to our, to our intrapersonal person uh, uh, interactions as well and it's like so so this this is what you know when some of Carl Jung's stuff would have been you know some of the negative not all of my parents because there's some positive things about our parents that we like and and we, that we took on for ourselves too but 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 the the dark side the negative parts of our parents it are become a part of what what Jung would call the the shadow. We don't get rid of the shadow. We just need to be aware of it. And 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 those of us who are in recovery, if you're if you're you know, I think it's a little bit harder for people who aren't first in recovery from a behavioral thing like addiction, like substance addiction, or because because um, because basically basically we have a working model for for how to live with something, and and not not and know that it's not going away. To let go of the need for it to go away, because you know, any talk to any of us to say, you know, you, you know, do you still have it? Is that is that potential still in you to pick up a drink and go like, yeah, yeah, of ab- course, and absolutely, I was gonna, it is. I was going to ask you because um, I'm sure this comes up a lot, like broadening the 
this idea of the committee and the uh, the voices, you know, we had that like we had that monologue or that kind of uh, that mm -hmm. uh, that duel between the two inner voices. Mm -hmm. um, and it is like, I mean, in an, in an addiction framework, you know, that's real easy to, you know, parse because mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the voice that's speaking to us is usually the one that's trying to drive us to do, uh, right. do some drugs yeah. or something, but mm -hmm. like for people that don't have addiction issues, like how does this dynamic manifest or how can it manifest in your experience? Well, I think you know, you, you know, when I'm, I'm thinking about the the the, uh, the the Bill Wilson letter that that we read at the, a portion, a part of it we read at the beginning of our Thursday night group, and and what he talks about is is you know beneath beneath any distress we have, we're gonna you know that that ultimately his problem was dependence, you know. So it is you know to me, I be, I believe that addiction is 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 really one of the best metaphors for the human condition it's like it's like you know what, what you know we can't we, forget about it being a diagnosable thing i'm not we're not worried you know the only the only as far as i'm concerned the only the only need for diagnosing anything is 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 just in terms of practically getting a, the problem definition correct so we know how to work on solving it and so the idea is in one way i just think we're, we're, we're you know we're all addicts we you know we're we're, we're addicted to different people are different to different things so it's like i you know i just get set people to thinking in terms of you know where is that attachment for you what are the things that scare scare the holy hell out of you when you when you think about letting go uh a lot of times it's you know a lot of times it's, it's control stuff and you know and people will will think you know, i think it's an important distinction because a lot of times when people hear about we say control addiction we we mistakenly think somebody's accusing us of being a power a, a, a power addict, and it's like it's a totally different thing. Can you know? Always tell people, and and people will get this immediately. It, no, control addiction is purely based on fear, straight straight ahead fear. We we're just trying to control something because we feel so out of control. Well, it's like in Alan's book, right? The emotional support versus self support of a yes of emotional sobriety and mm -hmm. and. Does that spring from, in a sense, the just the knowledge that the environment is a you know, it's not it's not anything that's steady or stable or it's nothing that can't even if we wanted to, which we do depend on right, it. It's right, it's right. it's not it's not dependable in the sort of way that will sustain us through thick and thin in the way that mm -hmm. self support, mm -hmm. if we really cultivate it, um, you know, can it can get us out of anything, you know, yeah. near anything. Yeah. We can survive anything if we um, have a strong. Uh, so, you know, if we're if we're steadily moored in ourselves, and and if yeah, and if we as we do this work, if as we build confidence in in that coming from our authentic self, it's like it's like you know, uh, confidence based on on experience, and not just confidence based on I think I can do it, but but you know, this is one of the reasons that basically going through difficult things in the process of recovery, you know, these things are not just obstacles that are there's somehow a bad thing they're they're how we learn you know it's like life it like you know like life is one problem to solve after the, after another uh you know one of the things i point out to people a lot is that that you know one solution becomes the next problem you know well, so, I, uh, yeah i'd like to give a shout out just before we wrap up um and, and off of what you just said about mm -hmm. uh the chat the learning opportunities inherent in challenges mm -hmm. um our guy Roger Andes. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, we just saw him at the Thursday night meeting, and we uh, we're trying to get him to come on as a guest uh, for this week. Um, but he's been struggling with migraines, and um, and I was while I was editing the uh, the video on Thursday, I could just see you know the pain in his face, you know, as he mm -hmm. like you know, but mm -hmm. like 
you know, he foregrounded that, um, you know, mm-hmm. and before his uh, the beginning of the workshop about emotional sobriety. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think he was doing like a, an expert job. You know, it may not have felt like that in his mind at the time of um, mm-hmm. holding on to himself and of, of weathering the storm. And I absolutely believe like, um, you know, it was his emotional sobriety that was kind of like feeding him and allowed him to be able to give such a wonderful yes. workshop as he always does even though he was i mean because a migraine is not like a normal headache it's no. like somebody like smashing your head with a sledgehammer mm-hmm. and so uh yeah yeah i don't know if you felt that when you were doing it with him but that's that's beautiful though no, i think that um uh, i i came i came in i came in late to the group so i didn't hear what he said on the front end but uh but i do but i have talked to him about those headaches in the past i know they're they're um yeah, I'm. Uh, every time I, I talk to somebody who has who has uh, uh, any any amount of of migraine headaches, especially when something just won't go away, I they they become my one of my instant role models because you know people who have chronic pain, you know, because that that's what we're dealing with at an emotional level. I'm not saying it's all there's all different pain, but it's like it's still the challenge is the same. How can I keep showing up in spite of the fact that? that I am struggling and I'm in pain. And uh, that's part of how we, how we let go of the perfectionism. You know, we're not supposed to be perfect. Well, you know what? There was a recurring theme. Uh, I, I talked to my girlfriend who's also in recovery. And um, I mean, for me to believe in emotional sobriety or for me to continue doing this, like I must believe that, that, that mind over matter in, in I must believe mm-hmm. in mind over matter or mm-hmm. that there's, you know, there's some inner resources that can be marshaled to mm-hmm. overcome the things that happen. And I, you know, and I think like for reasons that are entirely understandable, there's a lot of skepticism about that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe things just haven't gotten bad enough yet. You know, you'll lose it. You know, you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll Mm -hmm. let the environment dictate, you know, your Mm -hmm. uh, center of gravity. Uh, You just wait for a bad day. It's like, you always say anybody could have a good day on a good day. Um, But yeah, I mean, just think about like, this may sound like a ridiculous analogy, but like, Nelson Mandela, right? He mm-hmm. was in jail for 27 mm-hmm. years and he didn't call it mo- emotional sobriety. I'm sure that he was able to hold <laughs> on to himself and right, kind of right. like be waiting in the wings to like, you know, to lead this country out of, you know, right. out of this horrible situation. But like, I don't know what else to call it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that somebody could uh, weather a situation like that and and uh, hold on to their kind of, you know, humility and compassion, you know, so exquisite well it's what yeah it's what you said at the beginning holding you know, holding on to that authentic self i mean he 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 remained that authentic self uh you know and and he, I don't, I don't, he didn't he didn't didn't use terms like we use in terms of the psychotherapy but but that's yeah, what it is read, though right that's what it is yeah if you if you read what he writes i mean he he's 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 absolutely going to tell you in the things that he writes is is that that he's far from perfect and and he had those other other parts that all of us would have to fight back and do the things that anybody would have but he stayed in charge Ultimately, self-respect is more important than 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 happy, you know. And, and I'm and you know I'm a I'm a fan of happy. I love happy. It's good. I'd like to have fun. But the idea is, it, the measure is not whether or not somebody gets past whatever they're struggling with. It's are they able to to continue to stand up and hold hold on to themselves. And those are the, if you think about it, those are the people we admire. It was such a pleasure doing this with you today, Tom. And uh, yeah. next week, uh, you know. Alan will not be returning, full disclosure, mm-hmm. but we do have Brian Lutz uh, joining us, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, 
you know, former guest and uh, therapist and, um, you know, fixture at the Thursday emotional mm-hmm. sobriety workshop mm-hmm. group. And so we're going to talk about uh, self-esteem, emotional sobriety, all mm-hmm. the good stuff. And he is hilarious. Which and he's is super one of our, our favorite things. Yeah, yeah, he is. He <laughs> is. I, I would not I would not arm wrestle with Brian. No, no, I'm working on it, but it'll take some time. <laughs> i'm on i'm on the back end of this i'm not i'm not gonna try <laughs> you're nonpartisan. You, you guys you guys can do that so yeah absolutely so yeah i enjoyed it all right take care okay peace change your life change your myth cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with then with glass in hand and children on one knee bring some stories Bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Till it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on me Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me